It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Postcast after the Jazz blow out the Pistons 110 to 77. And this is Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We bring this to you, we being Ron and I, after every single game shortly thereafter. So it's your post game show from the radio team on the internet almost immediately after every game. So make sure you get in the habit of grabbing it, or you can always catch it first thing the next morning on your way to work, which won't be tomorrow, hopefully, if you're getting Saturday off. But the Jazz. This game was interesting. It was 19-14. The Jazz were down after one. The Jazz scored 14 points in the first quarter and scored 110 on the night. Uh, and that tells you what happened next. The Jazz went 12-16 of 16 from the field in the second, 13-20 in the third. And in the fourth quarter tonight, the Jazz went bananas and finished the night shooting 54%, hitting 16 threes, an effective field goal percentage over 60. And they just, they just busted the top off this game. And, you know, what's really interesting about it, Ron, is at halftime I said last night the Pistons were within two of the Warriors and down 20 by the end of the third, and the same thing happened to them tonight. The Jazz just blitzed them. Yeah, just that, last night they just, I won't say they fell apart because they were playing a great basketball team, and, and uh, it, it's impossible to hold that team down. I mean, they're going to go on a run. They're going to explode sooner or later because of the firepower that they have. Same thing happened to them tonight. It wasn't like... The Jazz, uh, well, they really did struggle in that first quarter, but it was because the Jazz exploded, especially from the three-point line. And, you know, we talked about that during the course of the game where it was that was the way the Jazz were going to have to beat this team. So I'm going to give you a note now that I probably should have put in the broadcast, but between 7 and 15 on the shot clock, the Jazz are the number one shooting team in the NBA by a large margin, actually. And it was tonight, that's when they were getting all their stuff again. So what is that? Why is that period? Is that a, what is that a sign of? That's, that's a sign of good execution. That, that's a sign of, 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 for the most part, running your offense and, and, and getting to the point where you're getting the shot that you want to get out of your offense. Um, you have to have shooters to make something like that happen. You have to have guys that are willing to pass the basketball and something happen. I'd like to see and, and where the Jazz are as far as the number of passes they make that leads to good shots. And, and I see that coming with this basketball team because, and, and you know, naturally, if, if you're going to give up a certain shot, you know, they're going to take advantage of it like the Cleveland Cavaliers did. They gave up the, the weak side three, and the Jazz took advantage of that and ended up beating them. But good execution is going to get you good shots. You set good screens. That's obviously. Okay. It was uh, Rick Mahorn saying, see you later. Jazz, I don't know if – Triple H is a uh, occasional professional wrestler who's a business executive. I don't know if if that's going to be the nickname, but Hill, Hood, and Hayward were all fabulous tonight, uh, led by Rodney Hood. So you're saying that's a patented name already, and so you can't really use it because it's already being copied. It's already copied. Well, I don't know, but it's a WWE guy. I don't know if I really want to be 
I'll have to well, see what we're going to come up with. I'll tell you what, those, that, that part of the, the jazz lineup has really been um, very, very good. People waving at me, I didn't know. But, um, it was so popular, it's hard for us to do the show. The, when those guys are shooting the basketball well, I mean, you, you're talking about get Gordon from the, um, from the three, three position and then the guard line. And Rodney Hood is probably the key there because he can be explosive. I mean, you're going to get some consistency out of Gordon. You're going to get consistency out of out of um, George Hill. But Rodney Hood, what he's been this year, he's kind of been up and down. You know, and and right now he's on a hot streak. He struggled on the recent road trip. So when that happens, I, I, ten threes a night is going to be easy for the Jazz. Well, they play. I've always believed this, Ron. This has been a big philosophy. Of what I think is analytical basketball. I believed if you can play slow-paced basketball, okay, which in turn probably means you can defend because you're slowing the game down by taking them out of transition and getting them to half court, and shoot a lot of threes. You've heard me talk about this. The only teams that there only been about six teams that have done this in the NBA. They've all been above 500. It's very difficult to do because it's hard to get the threes later in the shot clock unless you really run stuff. But if you play a slow game and you start making 10 threes, it's almost impossible for the other team to catch you. You, you made that point during the basketball game, and, and then I started thinking about it, and you're absolutely right. Because if you're going to be taking the Jazz like 31 threes tonight, is, is, is that right? Yeah, I think yeah. 31 threes tonight. And if you're 31 of your, I think they average somewhere around 80 shots a game, but 31 of your 80 shots are going to be from the three-point line, and you're going to shoot the percentage that they're shooting, you're absolutely right. Uh, had to think about that a minute, but, you know. Now you're buying you, it. Now I'm buying it, yes. By the way, when Rodney Hood, listen to the value. You, you mentioned that Rodney Hood's uh, valuable. I just stumbled upon this, Ron. When Rodney Hood scores 13 or more points, mm-hmm. the Jazz are 19-4. and four. So what does that tell you, David? Well, it tells you that Hill and Hayward are going to give you what they're going to give you every night, and right. if he adds on, it's over. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. He is the, the key factor on this team as far as um, the number of threes that they're going to be able to make per game. Uh, I, I think Trey Lyles is too streaky. I mean, he's, he's, he's going to get hot every now and then. But if Rodney Hood is on, you know, like I said, 10 threes, a ball game is very, very easy. I want to point this out. This is why... You need second-level numbers because Rudy Gobert's 11 and 11 tonight is so much better than Andre Drummond's 9 and 19. Absolutely right. I mean, it's not much to add to that because uh, he was more effective. You know, who else is rebounding for the Detroit Pistons? Nobody. Right. And so Rudy was more effective um, with what he's doing. He sets good screens. Detroit's and, shooting around the rim. I don't have yeah. the numbers yet. That has to be incredibly yeah. low. It just seems like he's not in. in the, he's not involved in their offense. Um, they'll give him a bone every now and then, throw him and let him post up and everything. But otherwise, he's really not involved in the offense. Where it's a little bit different. But Rudy is involved in the offense. I mean, he's setting good screens and and uh, it, it just. His overall game, I think, is more important for the Jazz than I think Drummond's is for the Jazz. Ron, this was the first of 11 games which the Jazz, I think, will be favored for all 11. What do you expect out of the stretch? Well, if they can, if they have a good stretch here, I mean, just think of the separation this game. That means that puts a lot of pressure on Oklahoma City. That puts a tremendous amount of pressure on Memphis to try to keep up. And the Clippers. And the Clippers. Well, the Clippers have been sliding every now and then. Not that I understand 
Griffith. Blake is supposed to be back somewhere toward the, toward the end of the month, after what I heard on television the other night. Uh, but that still doesn't mean that they're um, any better than the Jazz. I mean, that if, they, if we get to the point where we're fighting with the Clippers, I think the Jazz will win out. That is Ron Boone. I'm David Locke. This has been Postcast, part of Locked On Jazz on the Locked On Podcast Network. Have a good night and be safe. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.